We're the Revitalize and Grow podcast, here to give you top tips on how to take your marketing and communications to the next level and help you grow. I'm Jenny, your host, and each week I'll be joined by one of my fellow pros to pick apart various PR and marketing topics, demystify the jargon, and give you some practical tips that you can apply to your own business. Occasionally, we'll be bringing on some special guests for bonus episodes. You can find all the latest episodes and keep in touch with us at adpr.co.uk or find us on all the socials. You can find the handles in our bio. So grab your cuppa and join us and don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss the latest episodes. And welcome back to the Revitalize and Grow podcast. Um, I'm Jenny, your host, and today I am joined by Jasmine and Kira, um, and we're going to be talking about securing media coverage, and in particular, when um, there might be marketing managers out there that work with PR agencies, or you might be somebody that just works in-house on your own, and you're trying to secure coverage, and you think, why can my PR agency not guarantee me media coverage? Um, one of the things we will say is no one can, um, and we will go into the details about why nobody can guarantee media coverage. Um, and on that point, I'll probably hand straight over to Kira. So why why can we not say as a PR agency that we can guarantee media coverage for a client? So, yeah, I think it can be a little bit of a misconception sometimes where PR is quite traditionally seen as a media relations uh, service, which nowadays it definitely is much broader and as a plethora of other services that are included. But also as PR professionals, we do align uh, with the CIPR, so the Chartered Institute of Public Relations, and their Code of Ethics, which is pretty much just a code of conduct for PR professionals um, and practitioners uh, for principles to put into practice. So going back to the core question of why PR professionals cannot fundamentally guarantee, for example, X amount of pieces of coverage before they've even done the media outreach is because we have to ensure integrity and honesty uh, to our clients. So as said, as professionals, we need to ensure we are fully informing our clients um, and evaluating with the nature of the representation be that for example a press release or a launch or an event whatever it may be we need to be really honest about what can be delivered and achieved um so to get a desired result we can obviously put things into place aligning to your business objectives or the client's marketing objectives for example and then we can configure some key performance indicators so we often do this with our work KPIs where we like to recommend the sorts of coverage we might hope to get and the strategy that we're going to do in order to try and achieve those results but it definitely isn't a hard and fast rule that yes we are going to secure you this many pieces in these titles exactly because in all honesty we can't guarantee that with integrity with our work. It's one of the most frustrating things, I think, about working in PR and what doing media relations is yeah. we put our expertise to, you know, we know what stories the media like, we know yeah. how to secure coverage and we know how to do it, but we can do absolutely everything right and have the best story on the planet <laughs> <laughs> and it can still get scuppered and we still cannot guarantee it and it's quite frustrating isn't it because you can put quite a lot of work 
into it, but you can still never guarantee it. And and we will go through exactly why you can't guarantee it. Um, and I suppose it's it's firstly that um, I suppose it's that difference between what editorial and adverts are as well. I know Jasmine, you mentioned this a bit earlier before we we came on. If um, you do want guaranteed results, then perhaps it would be better to look for an advertising agency rather than a PR agency. Um, but that will be, you'll then be paying for the ad space and therefore it's obviously guaranteed. Um, I suppose the caveat is that um, that might not then translate into trust and belief, which is what PR is all about and as Kira said PR is about earned media not paid for and that is centered around trust and credibility and essentially trust is earned and not not bought Mm -hmm. absolutely and and people media serve their audiences don't they and I think that's what everybody has to remember they don't serve clients and brands and businesses and Mm -hmm. PR agencies and PR pros and marketing people they serve their audiences so whoever it is that's going to be picking up their newspaper or watching them that is who they serve and so they have to be trustworthy don't they and and actually those those audiences do trust them and they are that kind of third party and third voice that are so valuable for us as as PR pros but for yeah brands as well and as you say you can't buy that trust it's people will in really sim- simple terms, see an advert and say, well, they would say that. That's the company <laughs> yeah, <laughs> saying that we're brilliant and then we're the number one and we're the best around and that you should buy our product or service. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you've, when you've got somebody else saying it on your behalf, that's obviously a lot more trustworthy, which is mm-hmm. essentially what it yeah boils, boils down to. Um, what are the key... What are the key things for media in terms of um, what is it that they love about a story that helps us to um, increase the chances of that media coverage? I suppose, well, just quickly going back to Kira's point on KPIs, when we set those, we obviously have those for each client, but we will kind of, we'll come up with a number that is based on a few different things. So whether that's a client's got X number of product launches or they've got ambassadors that we can pitch or... Um, we know that they've got a certain amount of news coming out for the year. Um, we can set KPIs based on what we know and based on our knowledge within the industry and what we know works and what we know that doesn't work. Um, and I guess there also might be an element of educating the client and um, on how PR works and the news cycle, if it is ever questioned why coverage can't be guaranteed. but. Um, I guess in terms of what journalists like, they like things that are topical, that are actually news and are actually kind of new and fresh mm-hmm. um, content. I think, as you said there, that example of when we look at our clients' plans for the year and where you say, if we take that example of products and what new products they've got coming out, that's the thing, it's new and that's what the the media like. If something is brand new it's not been seen before it's not been heard of before and it's something that as you say is topical then then we know that they're more likely to write about it if it's something that's old and 
done, it's a bit harder. We find ways around it, don't we? And that's and that's our job. But it's just that um, if you've got something new, that is, or you have to have a new angle to something that's existed for a while. And there's also that potentially that problem around exclusivity, isn't there? Depending on what the story is, if if it's been covered before by another publication, sometimes media don't want to touch it, do they? No, I think it's a really good point on the news hook. It is definitely something that's very key for a lot of journalists. And as you say, Jenny, it's quite unpredictable, like the media agenda, for example, um, can influence entirely whether your story might get covered. It might have done one day and then the next day there's this really big story that takes over the whole news agenda. And Mm. yeah, there isn't a chance to get in, which can be a shame, especially if it's a really sustained effort from a PR side. (laughs) It can be, yeah, a little bit of a task, but I think that is, that goes back to the point of it being a really sustained relationship building process. Um, and with advertorial, you won't find that because you are buying that space. So the real value of editorial coverage coming from that word of mouth and that third party review, if you like, is, yeah, definitely, uh, well, we would obviously say a lot more valuable. Um, but I think also another key, as you mentioned previously, Jenny, part of it is really to focus on the audience and align those KPIs with either marketing objectives or overall business objectives to try and get the best ROI possible. Because I definitely would say, as we were just talking about, for example, we might um, measure our results or media coverage based off of circulation. However, to sort of caveat that, there might be a really targeted media publication and it you might be have quite a niche business, for example, and it's very aligned to your target market. And it might have affiliate links, for example, or direct traffic links to your website where you can directly see the impact that PR has had. And although that might be one piece of really good coverage in a really key title, that may have a lot more value than perhaps 10 pieces and not so key titles and not so aligned audience focuses. So I definitely would say as well as securing the coverage itself, also, I think sometimes people place value on the quantity rather than quality of the coverage secured and generated. And I would say that is definitely something that is really, really vital during media relations and results to Mm. be considerate of because it's not necessarily the amount you um, attain, but more so the value that that's going to have to the client and linking back to their objectives and their their business goals. So I think, yeah, that's something really key. To- Absolutely. And I know we have, we have other um, episodes on measurement. We go in a bit more mm. into a bit more detail, but it's absolutely, you're right. It's, you can have, so say, for example, we secure something for a client on the Daily Mail online, mm-hmm. but actually, mm-hmm. you know, the circulation for that is huge or the readership is it's humongous. Yeah. <laughs> it's, that could really skew the results if that's mm-hmm. all you were looking at is that kind of reach. Yeah. That can really skew it if you're not actually saying, well, let's let's actually think about who those Daily Mail readers are. Are they the people that are going to be, you know, buying into my product or service? Or is actually that percentage quite small and I'm better off getting a nice chunkier piece and as you said a niche title which might not look as impressive in terms of the numbers of reach but you're getting the right people and also it's the quality of it isn't it what the messages are in there you know what you know whether you've got interviews with people it's better than a tiny nib in 
the Daily Mail. Um, and exa- I had, do have an example, actually, in terms of where you talked about the um, the media agenda and and how you don't know what's going to happen. I was, I remember, I was absolutely devastated. I worked, um, I worked in the media team at the charity Mencap, um, and I particularly specialise in campaigns and policies. So it's all around campaigns and policy that would affect um, people with a learning disability. And we had this amazing long running campaign and there was an election that was going to be coming up soon. And we'd, our team at Mencap had managed to work with every political party to create these easy read manifestos. So it was, and we'd been speaking to all and we were launching them and they were launching them and it was going to be brilliant. We'd spoken to all the political editors and they loved it. And we were so happy. We had so much expected coverage coming in the next day. And then Gordon Brown resigned. So everything became about that, obviously, and all they had no time to write about this nice story that you know where our team had been working with those political. And it was it was awful because it just got <laughs> completely spiked. It was so much hard work that went in from everybody, mm. and there was nothing we could do. You know, we'd call the journalists, and they were like, "My hands are tied." You know, my editor doesn't want me to write about this. I have to write about what's happening with Gordon Brown I'm yeah. sorry <laughs> oh, no. and it was at a later date or not um we got some smaller smaller pieces you know that just wasn't the impact and the expect expected results that we wanted so we didn't yeah. have this great big splash that it was going to be and it was going to be on all and you know we had good relationships with the journalists mm-hmm. and we were devastated but there was nothing we could do about it and there was you can't predict it and that is another reason why a PR agency can never guarantee that coverage for you. you. They can, the journalist can be saying, "Yep, it's due in this week, tomorrow, mm-hmm. absolutely," um, and you just cannot guarantee it. until you physically see it yes. published. Yeah. <laughs> you you still can't guarantee it because you don't, you know. And mm-hmm. and the journalists often are at the whim. I think you were saying this earlier, actually, Jasmine, at the whim of multiple members of team it's not just that journalist who makes the decision Mm -hmm. as to whether something gets published or not yeah so it will go through you know multiple eyes I guess um until it comes out on online or in the print issue um and at any point your brand name or company could be edited out for any number of reasons Mm. um but yeah so you are at the mercy of journalists and other people um and there's not much you can really do about it, unfortunately. Yeah. And and that kind of thing as well is, is how you need to make sure when you're telling the story, you're so integral to it, aren't you, that they can't cut your brand name out without, without confusing audiences because the story doesn't make sense anymore. But it's it does lead into that really um, another good point, which is... Um, and I know Jasmine, you were saying about sort of educating clients on it. Is that kind of what where the tipping point is where something becomes too branded and it becomes it starts to become an advertorial or an advert rather than a piece of editorial. And I think sometimes that's a, a really grey area that can be difficult to sometimes for people to understand. Why can't I have, for example, you know, a great big double page spread that's just about how fantastic we are and how fantastic the product is whereas actually journalists sort of editorially it's around the trust issue that 
Jasmine was talking about earlier is, is readers would pick up a newspaper and be like, what is this ad for this brand? You know, like what is going on? There's no balance. There's no, there's no sort of mix of different brands and different competitors giving their opinions and telling us about what they're working on. It's just this great big spread that is, is just too much like an advert. So that's, that's something that we navigate a lot, don't we? And again, as we say, remembering that those media are serving the audience and not and not the brand. But then that's what we're here for, to do that, <laughs> to do that mediating in, in between and getting that balance um, and getting that balance right. Is there, I mean, is there anything else um, from you guys in terms of what, why is it that we can't guarantee coverage and what is it that media want from their from their stories from us and from brands I would say we've probably covered most of the key points but again it's just really putting it down to if you do want a trusted as we say trusted piece of editorial content PR is trust that's earned it's not bought so I would go back to again as you were saying with the advertorial looking perhaps too heavy branding even though it might be editorial uh editorially written sorry it might be worth just if that is coming from a PR agency maybe having a discussion um about how they're tailoring for example their written uh materials to different types of target audiences and different types of media because it is a really largely um, you know, investment in relationships and skill and credibility of the PR professionals themselves as well. So I would say if you were a client feeling as though you weren't getting much direction or acknowledgement of anything really at all, and there wasn't any guarantee of coverage as we've spoken about, we can't in good faith really do that. But at the same time, we are able to give our recommendations and direction and our opinions on what we think would work and it can be an open discussion where we can say we think we'd like to navigate this way because of our experience with the media and our relationships because we do speak to the media every day and lots of media so we are really the right people to be navigating those waters but I definitely think yeah it should be a larger conversation with the client and the PR professionals to ensure that everything's really aligned with key messages and objectives and yeah the target media that you're looking looking to approach but yeah I would definitely say um, media relationships are so vital they're so important but they can obviously <laughs> the, uh, be a bit give and take and there can sometimes be yeah. yeah some times where you might not get the results you desired or not quite hit the titles you wanted but I think that's definitely a learning curve for mm-hmm. both yourself and the client and I agree is it's those um that's that's what's key is it's also um, such a huge part of our job is mm. just chatting to the media and being like, right, this is this is what's going on with our clients. This is mm. what they do. We've got like thought leadership is a big, a big part of what we do, isn't it? This is the stuff we can talk about. This is the new angle we can spin on this particular topic. And it's fine. And often out of those conversations, um, they're also telling us what they need, you know, what they're working on at the moment. And we're like, right, we can definitely help there and we can offer comment and we can offer stats or whatever or whatever it is. And that's quite often you can come off the phone and potentially the story that you're working on with them isn't what it looked like at the beginning, is it? It's still yeah. hitting the, you know, you're still getting the right messaging in, you're still mm-hmm. getting 
um, your client's story out there, but it looks slightly different to what you thought it was going to, like that that pitch. So it is like yeah. really important to have those conversations. And mm-hmm. I was going to say as well, and sorry, and then I'll stop to just blabbering, um, <laughs> <laughs> is quite often I think what can happen is we can spot a story from a competitor we can flag it with a client and they'll say, oh, quick, ring them and tell them that we can talk about that too. And it's like, that's that's too late now. You know, your competitors already talked about it and with that particular media title, they're not going to want to run the same thing again. And I think that's can often be something that comes up for us, isn't it? And we have to say, but that's okay. We can still talk to them. You know, if you can add to the story and add something different and, you know, give it a slightly different angle, that's something else. But to just kind of, it's no good to be like, say to a journalist, I can see you've just written about X, Y, Z. We can also talk about that because they'll say, we don't want to write about it again. We've just written about it and Our readers won't care because they've just read about it. So I think that can often be something that we come up against. And it's just knowing that um, that's getting in there before competitors as well, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And to be also slightly brutal, um, which is why sometimes um, you should work with a PR agency that do push back on you and to give you advice, is sometimes the story just isn't good enough um it's not strong enough there's not it's not new or there isn't any exclusivity or it's just not going to get that that audience engaged and that's you know and that is what we're here for is to make sure that it is good enough but um that is why a good agency should always a not guarantee coverage for you but also push back you know don't just sort of accept a story and say, yep, yeah, that's that's fine, we'll get that for you. But actually give some advice in terms of, okay, that's not really going to work. That's, you know, it's not it's not got quite enough. In a nice diplomatic way. <laughs> it isn't like, what a load of rubbish. It is, I mean, it is sort of just pushing back to be able to, because that's, that's our job is to make sure that we are landing that coverage for you and giving advice on what that should look like and what the media like. Um, rather than saying we can absolutely guarantee X many pieces in these titles. Um, I dribbled on for ages at the end of that. I'm very sorry, ladies. Is there anything else? Is there anything else you think um, we've missed? We do have some other episodes, don't we, on just generating like what makes a good news story. So I don't think we really need to go too much into that. It's... Um, um, and anybody listening, please go and dig around and find that. Can't remember what series that's on. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, but it's there. So, it's there Love somewhere. <laughs> yeah. What makes a good news story is there somewhere. Um, but otherwise, I think um, thank you again for joining us. Um, if you do have any questions at all, please do always reach out to us. We do love to hear from you. Um, You can email us on hello at adpr.co.uk. Reach out to us on socials or on LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, not so much, but uh, 
Oh, we've got a whole other episode coming on that one as well. But otherwise, please, yes, please do reach out. Let us know if you have any questions. Let us know if there's any topics at all you want us to cover. Um, and we'll see you next time. Bye.